With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. Reining in big tech's gatekeepers. Europe's on the case, per the huge. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. The European Commission has designated six of the largest tech companies on the planet as the gatekeepers of online services. You'll know these names. Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft. Facebook parent Meta. Google and YouTube parent Alphabet. And, maybe you're less familiar with this one, ByteDance, which owns TikTok. They've all got until March to comply with the continent's new Digital Markets Act, or the DMA, which aims to give users more choice. For more, we asked Summit Sharma, a competition and antitrust senior researcher at Consumer Reports, who started by explaining what the term gatekeeper refers to. These largest online platforms uh, not only dominate the markets, they are the markets. And so they set the rules for these markets. And what the DMA does is it sets out do's and don'ts for these companies. For example, they cannot self-preference their own services and allow would allow businesses to contract directly with consumers, for example. So based on your understanding of how the Digital Markets Act would work, do the remedies that it lays out seem like they could work? Yes. My expectation is that over the next year or so, as the DMA is uh, implemented, by these various companies and enforced by the commission, we will start seeing a divergence in the kinds of product and services that are available to European consumers versus U.S. consumers. So, in effect, the law is already in, you know, is already in force. And there's certain provisions which are contractual provisions. For example, Apple or Google cannot stop app developers from using alternative payment systems. Uh, Apple and Google, Amazon, Facebook, etc. Uh, these big companies cannot be intermediaries between buyers, consumers, and sellers, right? So, yeah, they can't stop these app developers from telling consumers that, hey, if you buy a service directly from us, we can offer it to you uh, cheaper. 
These are some, it sounds like, very real ways that consumers in Europe will experience their tech differently. I, th- I think they will. I mean, all the devices we use today, for example, you know, the Apple, Apple Watch, smart speakers, etc. And these, all these devices will need to be much more interoperable. So one would expect that in a few years' time, you'll see more competitors to the Apple Watch because the new watch manufacturer will be able to interoperate with the hardware and software features of the iPhone in the same way that the Apple Watch does today. And how are the companies being singled out here as gatekeepers responding? Can't imagine they're thrilled with this. No, I think obviously, I mean, the, all these companies fought uh, to the nail to try and stop and water down these provisions, uh, you know, and they succeeded in the U.S., but they didn't succeed in Europe. So they don't like any of this because it's, it's, it's actually, for the first time in many instances, is going to make them compete uh, on a more level playing field with other companies. So they don't like any of it. But uh, in many cases, they are taking steps now to implement uh, the changes they have to make. What about consumers in the U.S.? Do you worry about Americans being left behind? Yes, I think uh, Americans will be left behind because we'll get less choice here, uh, poorer, in, in some cases, even poorer privacy and security. Than we already have? We already have, and I think it's going to get worse because... The European Commission has said that, okay, these are great technologies. We like them. They're innovative. But at the same time, we need to set some rules. So the clear dominance that some of these larger platforms have uh, is going to be taken away. But let me just say, in terms of U.S. consumers, they will not see the same benefits that European consumers will see because there's no obligation on these companies to introduce these rules globally. And... In instances where the changes they have to make are to the terms and conditions, for example, allowing app developers to use alternative payment systems, for example, right, or the restrictions on using data, those are things they can easily do just in Europe and not do in the U.S. Are there any incentives built into the language of the Digital Markets Act aimed at getting these companies to comply willingly? It's a stick. Is 10% of turnover of worldwide turnover and then 20% of worldwide turnover, they can be fined up to those amounts if they don't comply. And in case of repeat offenses, then the commission can even enforce more drastic remedies like ask them to spin off certain services. Most of these companies have until March of next year to start complying with this law. What are you going to be looking for over the next couple of months as we as we approach that date? I think it's worth looking at the competitors of these companies and what will they be doing with these new provisions? Will you be able to start buying a Spotify subscription directly on your iPhone or buy Kindle books directly on your iPhone? Things that you can't do. Will smart speakers become more interoperable? Will they be more, you know, maybe on a Sonos, you can use more voice assistance more more easily, etc. So changes both at the consumer level and also for Uh, sellers and businesses who use these services. That was Summit Sharma at Consumer Reports. One to-be-determined piece of the Digital Markets Act involves Apple and Microsoft. Apple had pleaded with the European Commission to not subject iMessage to the new law. Microsoft did the same for its search engine Bing. Their argument? 
neither is popular enough to get hit with that gatekeeper label. And when the commission made its decision, neither was included, for now. Both of those products are still under investigation and could end up on the list down the road. More on that on our website, marketplacetech.org. We've also posted the European Commission's full list of gatekeepers and what the tech companies are saying. Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.